Can you hear Jeff doing whatever the hell he's doing? No. <laughs> okay. I think he's doing some cleaning or cooking in the kitchen. I just keep hearing like this clanging from the other room. Oh. <laughs> I was hoping my microphone wasn't picking it up. I don't think so. Okay. Unless my headphones are that bad. Welcome to Stargazing, a Stargate-gazing podcast. I'm your host, Kathy. And I'm your other host, Mary. And each week we discuss an episode of Stargate, beginning with Stargate SG-1. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Fine. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm glad you're not hungry now, as your name says. Yeah. I just stuffed a bunch of food in my face. So did I. I had big ziti that my mom made. Nice. I had some rice that I fried with some eggs and cheese and peppers and impossible sausage. That sounds delicious. I like impossible sausage. Me too. It was quite delicious. We have some in our fridge right now, I too. noticed. Delicious. Yes. Delicious. <laughs> Continuing my mostly vegetarian kick. Excellent. Yes. And now I'm drinking kombucha and I have a seltzer that I'm oh. also going to open. I've got some beer. I want beer. It's the beer that I was supposed to bring to your house yesterday and didn't. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> I thought about beer and then I didn't. That is my exciting story. That was thrilling. I am so thrilled. I, I thought you would yeah. be. Yeah. More exciting than baked ziti mm-hmm. was that story. Right? <laughs> I know. It's true. So true. Yeah. Other yeah. than that, it's been... Not that thrilling. I've got a bunch of house stuff going on. We're still moving ahead with buying a house, and it just makes me sad and angry to be spending so much money (laughs) still. (laughs) But then you'll have a house and no crappy property managers and falling apart apartment that... This is true. All of that is true, and it will be nice. I went to open my garage door this morning to get my e-bike out, and for some reason, mm-hmm. it just stopped halfway up. Oh. And I was like, hmm, well, I hope this closes. And then it did. And then I opened it again, and it opened all the way. So I'm just going to keep letting that go for now. I don't know what that weird. was about. <laughs> That's weird. Huh. The house that we're buying only has one garage bay, but we have two vehicles, because... You can't get by with one vehicle between two people in Connecticut, unfortunately, in most places anyway. So one of the things I did today was contact people to get a quote for putting a garage door in the ginormous shed that's in the backyard. Because it could totally be a garage. (laughs) It just needs a door put in the side. Woo! Yeah. And that's my fun story. They keep asking me for more, now that I'm actually noticing on my email, they keep asking me for more forms. I don't know what more they need, so I have already sent them all the things that I have. (laughs) They want more financial statements. I'm like, you have all my financial statements. I don't know what hidden finances you think I have, but I don't have them. (laughs) You have not shared your secret Cayman accounts and Swiss bank accounts with them? I haven't, nor have I, okay, I guess I haven't shared everything with them because I did not share it with them, the Stargazing account. (laughs) In which we are just breaking even by, like, paying for our Descript membership and things like that. (laughs) So I did not share that with them either. Also, all the Cayman accounts. Yeah, I'm thinking of switching over to Swiss bank accounts. Mm. I hear they're all the rage, but I don't really know how to go about doing that. So I'll have to look into it either. Yeah. Yeah. 
guess who doesn't need a bank account? <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't need a bank account, Kathy? Shaka. Oh, yeah. You're probably right about that. <laughs> Can't imagine that as a slave, he's earning any money. <laughs> oh. Slave termed freedom fighter. True. Yeah. Very true. So, Kathy, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about Stargate SG-1 Season 5, Episode 7, Beast of Burden. We sure are. I should probably find my notes. Meh. Just wing it. <laughs> the episode was boring. There was a lot of Unas speaking Unas language, and Daniel haphazardly trying to translate, and they were taken as slaves, and then they got free. The end. That was pretty good. I don't g- agree that it was boring, though. Ha! Huh. Uh, really? Huh. I was very yeah. bored. Uh, well, I am frequently bored. Though. <laughs> in my opinion, the only thing worse than an all talky episode is an all talky in a made up language episode. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Which this was. <laughs> anyway, still looking for my notes because okay. I got distracted and stopped and forgot what I was doing. Sounds good. Where are they? There they are. The episode begins on a planet, Shaka's planet, in fact, because Shaka is there when the walls fell. (laughs) He sees one of Daniel's energy bars where Daniel apparently just left it. It looks very much like a cliff bar, I noticed. Sure does. Yeah. There's a camera hidden in the bushes that's zoomed in on Shaka so that Daniel can creep up on him. As Shaka's there sniffing the bar and... Nomin on his little snack. Delicious. A bunch of guys come out of the woods. They look very much like the people from Katow, but their hats are not quite as comically oversized. <laughs> also, they have zat guns, so that's unexpected. Yeah. And they shoot Shaka with one of those zat guns. It is unfortunate. It is. Daniel sees what happened on his camera, and he is not very pleased, so he takes his concerns to the rest of the team and Hammond. We get a little bit of backstory about how he's been monitoring the planet ever since his interactions with Shaka first occurred. He's been able to learn about 70 different words, so he has at least a basic understanding of some general concepts in their language. It seems to me like he is claiming to understand more than 70 words worth of concepts throughout this episode, (laughs) but, you know, here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever these guys are, he realizes that these guys are from somewhere else. They don't know where yet, but they abducted Shaka. Daniel wants to make sure that they go and get him. They talk about the culture and how they seem to be pre-industrial. I don't know that I'd agree with that assessment, though. I don't know how they get that from just their clothing, but... Right? Yeah, exactly. They notice that they don't have any tattoos, any Jaffa tattoos, so they're not really sure where they could have gotten Gualwald weapons. They're a little confused about that. They also have no idea why they would have gone and kidnapped Anunas. What would anybody want Anunas for? <laughs> it seems like a bad idea. Jack's like, for the, for the record, record, I don't care. <laughs> he really is not at all interested in this, doesn't want to go help and save Shaka as Daniel is pushing so hard to try to do. Daniel continues to argue, though, that the Unas on their own without a hagfish symbiote are relatively harmless. They're intelligent beings. They have the right to be protected or they deserve to be protected, at least. 
Jack still doesn't care. But Daniel has some guilt because it was his candy bar, again, like we said before, or his energy bar that Shaka was eating when they kidnapped him. So he feels responsible for luring him out with his treat just to then have him get kidnapped. Great, now I have guilt! Where was his concern about Sam's guilt about things in that other episode where she almost destroyed a son? Right? Or they all yeah. did with plutonium, whatever. Science is whatever we want it to be. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Daniel seems to pick and choose when he's going to care about yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> Jack is a little bit interested in maybe figuring out how these people got their gold weapons and finding out if they have a larger stash that they might be able to get access to. So that's enough to finally convince him, and he tells them that they can go. They're going to go look for weapons, and they're going to go look for Shaka. And the way that they know where they're hiding is that the DHD had the address highlighted on it when the camera panned over to it after Shaka got kidnapped. Convenient. Right? Yeah. Super convenient. The team then does just what they're planned to do goes through the Stargate to this new planet. It was a pretty lush and green planet. It was. It was pretty. Sam says there's evidence of a substantial population and lots of cultivation. They're farmers with staff weapons, Jack says. (laughs) They head away from the gate towards the nearest village. They stop to have a look through some binoculars and what do they see but an Unas schlepping things while a human follows menacingly behind. Daniel calls this domestication. I wrote enslavement. Right? (laughs) Yeah, I definitely, it definitely struck me more as slavery than domestication because they're intelligent, self-aware beings. For sure. And I think they get there eventually, but it was just a weird word. Like, domestication is what you do to yeah like yeah like livestock yeah i was surprised by that too given the fact that he himself was just in the last scene talking about how they're an intelligent race of beings with their own language yeah so that was a little bit weird but anyway yeah jack and daniel are going to go to the village and check things out sam and teal are ordered to hang out where they are and give them some cover if there's trouble. Daniel thinks they should see how far honesty gets them when they're uh, interacting with these folks and they head off to go try to be honest. Honesty is such a lonely word. They head into the village to where an auction is happening. It's just a disturbing scene. They're auctioning off an Unas. The Unas gets away. They kill it. It's awful. Hated it. This is one of many reasons I hated this episode. Jack and Daniel come up to say that they're visitors and they're looking to buy some Unas. They come from a place where there are many Unas and they want to buy more Unas. Honesty is hardly ever heard. And mostly what I the auctioneer we learn is named Burak and he is apparently the main trader of Unas in this village. He owns a great number of them and sells them and that's how he makes his living because he's a terrible terrible person daniel and jack explained to him that they came through the chapa eye to see who they could trade with and this guy is 
pretty incredulous at that because he said that he always suspected that the gate went to other places aside from the Unas planet, but he was never able to get it to go to any other planets, no matter how many times he tried to dial it experimentally. He's going to give them a look around, see if they see anything that they might want to buy from him. Yeah. Daniel refers to Jack as Colonel O'Neill, and then Burke's like, Colonel, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> and Daniel's like, oh, it means he's our head trader. <laughs> Burke's like, cool, call me Colonel Burke. <laughs> Jack is not pleased. I did think that was funny, though. It was very funny. I enjoyed yeah. it. Daniel's like, well, we're traders. So, right, Jack? Yeah. We're traders. Yeah, we've traded. Trade. Trade. <laughs> so, it was just super <laughs> honest. Yeah. Yeah. They go to the local bar for a drink. The bar is staffed entirely by Unas, who are serving up them drinks. Daniel thinks the Unas who brings their drink to the table in Burke is like, what? You think? A beast? Ugh. Daniel covers by saying it's positive reinforcement. Cool. Burke is interested to learn more about this and about where they came from. Burke reiterates that he's only been able to find one combination of symbols that get him to another planet. He said he learned those particular symbols because they were passed down through certain families since the Beast Wars, as he calls it. It just made me think of the franchise. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea why, but it did. I mean, it's never wrong to think about the franchise wars and Taco Bell. No, all the restaurants are Taco Bell. <laughs> we should all be talking about that. Right? I could get down to the future where all restaurants are Taco Bell. Yeah. Also, there is a wealth in Demolition Man, a podcast's worth of things to talk about in that movie. It's very true. I love that movie. It's so good. It's so ridiculous. I love it. It really yeah. is. But these wars less delicious, was about the humans overthrowing the Unas who served gold who used to be there. With glowy eyes. Yes. And the gold left. They don't know what happened to him. And then they just turned the tables and made the Unas their slaves instead. Which is so fun. Oh yeah. Tons. Tons of fun. Two wrongs definitely make a right. I think I heard that. Absolutely. Always. Every time. Mathematics. (laughs) We get a fun torture scene. Yeah. They're just tormenting an Unas with a pain stick for reasons. Burak says that it's because he's untrainable because he's so badly inbred. So that's just even more horrific. Yeah. It just went from bad to worse. He says his head is not right even for a beast. This is just such an awful episode. (laughs) I just hated it so much. (laughs) Jack rightfully points out maybe he's just pissed that you keep torturing him. That's when Burak elaborates on the inbreeding of their Unas supply. So that's why they've had to start going out to other planets to kidnap Unas like Shaka to try to incorporate them into a breeding program for new blood. The goal is a little bit of genetic variation. Having somebody with as fine of a bloodline as Shaka is going to make him one of the wealthiest beast masters in the land. So that's cool. Yay. Yeah. They find Shaka. Shaka is very excited to see Daniel. And even says Daniel's name, Burke is shocked that 
this Unas has the ability to speak. And Daniel's like, well, yeah, it's because he's mine. <laughs> Burak is pretty pissed off that they deceived him. He accused them of lying because they said that they came there to trade, where now he's saying that he came to claim one that was supposedly his. He points out that he brands all of his Unas, so why doesn't Shaka have a brand? Daniel's like, well, he knows my name, so what more proof do you need that this guy belongs to me? Burak says, well, I caught him out in the wild, so he's mine now, so sucks to be you, but he's mine. Daniel's like, well, it was an experiment that I was conducting, but I need him back because he's mine and I need him back. Burak's like, well, too bad, you can't have him, and very convenient timing a couple other guys come in with their zats drawn and aimed at Jack and Daniel. And I wanted to know how they knew exactly the right time to come into the barn with their weapons drawn. Because they were outside. These guys were all inside talking not that loudly. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's literally all they have to do is eavesdrop. <laughs> or, or every five minutes they just walk in guns drawn and it just Could happens be. to line up with the conversation. Maybe. We get a quick shot of... Sam and Teal'c watching what's happening. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> thrilling. It was thrilling. They're not ready to make any move yet, basically, was the point, I guess. Inside the barn, Barak is offering up a different Unas because he needs Shaka, as we stated. Daniel's like, nope, Shaka's mine. He's coming with me. Jack wants to talk to Daniel, though, about what they can offer the man in return. Daniel gestures for Shaka to chill for a minute. Shaka calls his name as they go outside to talk about this not in front of the Unas for some reason. I felt bad for how upset Shaka looked when Daniel was walking away. It was was very sad. sad. Outside, they try to do more bargaining. Jack basically offers to buy Shaka for whatever price the guy wants. Jack wants to know what his price is. Barak says to Unas of equally pure lineage. (laughs) They're like, well, we can't put two people into slavery to save the one so they're not gonna do that burke's like why not you have more sophisticated methods of capturing and trading them than we do should be easy for you jack says that they'll think about it they walk off and continue talking between the two of them daniel of course is adamant that you need to find another plan they obviously aren't gonna kidnap two but they can't just leave shaka here Jack's like, well, what do you want to do? We obviously can't go and catch a couple Unas to trade. So what else are we supposed to do? Jack's pretty much ready to pack it in. But Daniel, of course, won't give up on it. Because as Daniel rightfully points out, they are being treated very horribly here. Kept in cages and tortured. Jack's like, well, it's not right. But there's literally nothing that we can do about it. They basically are arguing back and forth about the morality of the situation and whether they have a right to ask the people on this planet to change their way of life. Daniel says that he's not actually asking for that, but that Shaka wasn't born into domestication. So that level of domestication (coughs) slavery is fine for all of the ones that were born on this planet. But Shaka deserves his freedom because he was born on his free planet. So they have to save him. And he's like, they They have have art, which is random. Jack's like, yeah, I've seen the drawings. (laughs) They're going to try to figure something out to see if they can get Shaka out of there without risking any human lives. But Jack doesn't know what that's going to be. He's going to try to figure something out. These humans suck. It doesn't matter. They really do. They're awful. And I hate them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I want to go punch them all in the face. For sure. Yeah. 
Daniel's like, we should be able to avoid risking human lives, shouldn't we? I think we should all know by the fact that he even says that and then asks that, that no, it's not going to be possible. (laughs) Things are not going to go that way. They make their way to Teal'c and Sam. Daniel catches them up on the slavery slash inbreeding situation going on down there and the reason they took Jacka and that they're not going to let him go. Jack comes up with this plan, which is that they're going to wait until dark and kidnap Shaka from them, then get out of there and do all of this without taking any human lives. Of course. Yeah. It sounds like a perfect plan. No notes. Foolproof. Absolutely yeah. foolproof. Yeah. Nothing can go wrong. <laughs> yes. No notes. <laughs> I hated this scene, too, because in the village, Burak is apparently training, air quotes, and Unas by just telling it down and then hitting it with a pain stick when it doesn't do anything, which is just an awful way to train anything, because first of all, negative reinforcement is bad, we've realized. Not only is negative reinforcement not the way that you're supposed to train anything anymore, especially not an intelligent creature, but he's not even showing the thing what he wants it to do. No. He's just telling it what he wants, but then not giving it any indication of what that means and then torturing it. That also made me angry. That seemed like the whole way they do everything, which is to literally torture these Unas for no reason while they make them do their bidding. Right. Like they kept just like poking the Unas with pain sticks at random intervals while they were doing their work. Yeah, even when they were just working and doing what it looked like they were probably supposed to be doing, they would just hit him with paint sticks just because. It was fucking horrible. It really was. Inside the barn, we have a conversation between Daniel and Shaka that is nonsensical because it's not in English. They've put some C4 on the lock, and it takes Daniel a little time to figure out how to get Shaka to back up away from the door. Eventually, Shaka gets clued in to what they're saying. The thing explodes. They free Shaka, but Shaka refuses to leave because Shaka is honorable and doesn't want to leave these other Unas that Daniel determines are marked for death, as Shaka has apparently told him. There's more back and forth nonsensical talking. Jack's like, well, we got to get out of here because we don't have time for whatever this is. Sam radios to him from the hill where they're still hiding and looking out over the village. I didn't understand why they just had Sam and Tilk just watching the whole time and not actually helping. They never do this in any other episode that we've seen, (laughs) just split up and have just two of them be in danger like this. It just made no sense to me why they wouldn't have Sam and Tilk come help. But they didn't. They're watching out over from the ridge they were on before. Sam says they're going to have company soon. So they open fire from this ridge line, which is a great way to draw attention to themselves. Yeah. Now they've got a firefight. Yes. Yeah. That does not go well for Jack and Daniel. Nope. Because men come in the barn and zap them. <laughs> yep. Puts an end to their jailbreak really fast. Yep. And then they're locked up. In that barn with Shaka and the other Unas. Good times. Yeah. Fortunately, though, apparently Shaka squirreled away Daniel's radio. (laughs) (laughs) Convenient. Yes. Sam is calling to them over the radio. Daniel gets Shaka to pass the radio through the cells. Their cells are not adjoining. There's an Unas in between them. Shaka tosses the radio to Daniel 
Daniel responds to Sam that they're okay physically. They don't get any further in their conversation because Jack wants the radio. Daniel passes it back to Shaka, but this time, instead of tossing it to him, the third Unas in the cage passes it over for them. It seemed kind of pointless. I think that they were probably trying to show that they're all capable of learning and communication. Yeah, I think so. Just reiterating that they're intelligent beings, I guess. Shaka hands the radio to Jack. Sam says there were too many of them and they were ordered not to shoot to kill. So there was nothing they could do. And they're being pursued. Those guys aren't really good. No wonder it took them so long to catch an Unas because... They were right there, and they're not able to find them now yeah. after they were... Yeah. I don't know. I feel like they should have... I feel like that if there are that many people in the village hunting down Sam and Teal, they should have <laughs> been able to find them by now and catch them. But no, Sam and Teal are going to try to get to the gate so they can find some help. You would think that they would send people to the gate, like, first thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to have them there waiting by the time that Sam and Teal got there. Yeah, well... So Chaka and Daniel then have a conversation, not in English. I thought it was funny, too, before you get too far, that Jack was whispering into the radio this entire time, very quietly, and Sam was just talking at full volume, and Jack had the radio volume turned all the way up, too. Why he was bothering to whisper but not turning down the volume on the radio, I don't know. I thought that was worth pointing out, though. Yeah, that's pretty good. (laughs) Jack asks what Daniel and Shaka are talking about. Daniel tells Jack that what Shaka is saying means a lot of different things. In this particular case, thank you for trying to free me. Sorry for getting you into this mess. (laughs) Daniel is real good with this language. Right? Yeah. With its 70 words that he has been able to determine. (laughs) Yeah. Jack's pretty salty about this situation. He's like, I'm chained up in a madman's barn with a bunch of Unas. He's not trying to lay blame, but he's just annoyed at the situation. Understandably. Yeah. I do not think I would like being chained up in some crazy person's barn. No, no, me either. It seems unpleasant. Shaka then starts to communicate with one of the other Unas to Daniel's amazement. I don't know why he's so surprised about that. I don't know. He knows they can talk to each other. Yeah. I guess they've been separated for however long both their yeah, like, lines, guessing, so the language may yeah. not be common, but it doesn't mean they don't have language. Right. And that they can't figure out how to communicate with each other. Like two people, two humans that speak a different yeah. language thrown into a particular circumstance can probably at least figure out some basic communication method. Yeah. These other Unas who have been imprisoned have made Shaka their leader. <laughs> yeah. because he wouldn't go without them for reasons yeah yeah, i guess so at this point jack says daniel dogs sniff each other's butts and they're friends for life we still keep them as pets and i wrote fuck off jack right seriously he was being a real doggies are family members and jack sucks yeah difference between a pet which is a thing you own and a family member which is a thing that you take care of and love and are the guardian of yeah but dogs still have their own minds yeah (laughs) daniel argues that this is not that that shaka was able to make a decision to not leave these other unas behind and that these other unas are now going to uh be loyal to him for that 
and that they all want to be free and they know what that means. And then we get this special part of the scene where some random kid is brought in just to accuse Jack of hurting his dad. Yeah, that was so... Oh, I forgot about that. That was weird. It was, was really pointless. Weird. Yeah, the kid accuses him of trying to steal an Unas and that's it. <laughs> I really felt like they were just trying to kill time with a lot of this, like with the back and forth of the Unas language and this random kid and yeah. all this stuff that really didn't progress the plot at all. Yeah, that was very weird. That was most of the rest of the scene. Basically, yes. Jack and Daniel are on sort of opposing sides on this, where Daniel is like, we need to do something about this. And Shaka is a being with rights and wants freedom, as do these other Unas who are the same. Jack's like, cool, but also we can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually on Daniel's side for this argument. For yeah, once. me too. Yeah. Jack says at the end that a whole lot of people are going to have to die be- before one Unas goes free, which I also well, think he's right about. Yeah, but they're also a bunch of horrible garbage people. So. Exactly. Exactly. Not that anyone deserves to die, but maybe some people deserve it a little more than others. Like people who, you know, own slaves and torture them for no reason. Yes. Yeah. That was the worst thing. Like, even if they were just treating them as animals, yeah. there's a way to not be terrible to your animals. Right. As, yes, in, exactly. Like, yeah. Anyway. Like, you don't just whip a horse for no reason. No. Or any livestock. So, yeah, they weren't even treating them like livestock. They were treating them like the horror stories that you hear about slaves being tortured for no reason. Yeah. And it was awful. Yeah. Out in the forest, Sam and Teal'c are wandering. <laughs> they realize that the gate is, in fact, guarded. I forgot about that. <laughs> They're not going to get to go back to the SGC or get more help or radio anybody or anything. Jack just tells them to hold their position because Sam says that she thinks they might be able to get through, but it's going to get ugly. Burrick comes in, so he has to go radio silent. He says that he knows that there are two other people out there trying to rescue them. And if they do attempt a rescue, he's going to kill Jack. But maybe Jack can buy his freedom by telling him all of the places where the Chapai goes. Also, he says that he doesn't understand why they would take such risk for an Unas, but they're very valuable to him. If he gets all of the locations of all the other Chapai, then maybe he can go and get more replacements that will be as good or better than Shaka. Daniel's like, well, they're not beasts. They're self-aware and they're intelligent and you really can't use them like this anymore. They're not slaves and you can't treat them like garbage. Burke's like, well, they kept our forefathers as slaves, so all's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Basically was his argument and nope, nope, that's not a good argument, Burke. Daniel argues that they should be freed. Daniel is right, but Burrick does not agree. <laughs> and uh, I hated this part, too. Burrick's like, what, untrained and uncontrolled? They'd eat me alive. And Daniel's like, well, send them to their homeworld, which is a horrible argument because for ones like Shaka, who were kidnapped, sure. But most of them have never been to their homeworld. They have no ties to their homeworld. That's an, that's an awful yeah. argument. And we have seen that argument in this country when like certain politicians have said that certain other politicians should go home, even though those other politicians were born here or else came here when they were a child and have always lived here as far as they're concerned. So, yeah, that's not a good argument no. that somebody should go home because it's their ancestral land. No, no. I hated it. But that was Daniel's argument that all the Unas should be allowed to go back to their home planet, even though a lot of them have never lived there. Burke says, well, we could have just killed them all, so we're kind of doing them a favor, letting them coexist with us like this. <laughs> and Daniel's like, this is not coexistence. This is slavery. <laughs> Daniel is correct. Does have a good point there with that one. 
Jack says, well, how about you just let us go and we're going to go back where we came from and then just leave you alone forever. How's that sound? Burke says, no, that's not going to happen either because now he knows for sure that there are other planets out there and he is not going to be happy with anything else less than learning a whole bunch of other addresses. Jack's like, I know the grass always looks cleaner. (laughs) Oh, Jack. But there's a bunch of bad guys out there that you don't want to mess with. So maybe just stay here and be happy with it. Then Burrick hits him with a pain stick. Or I guess he hits the cage with a pain stick. And because he's wearing a shackle, it goes through the cage and through the shackle and into Jack. And it's lovely. Yeah, it was awesome. I was sort of thinking Jack should give them one address and it should be to a gold world and then they can all go be slaves there. Right? Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) Or slaughtered because that's the gold. Outside the village, Tilk is fed up. He says he will not continue to do nothing and heads off towards the village. Sam follows. Meanwhile, Burrick is still painstaking Jack. Daniel objects, so he goes to torture Daniel with the pain stick instead. Shaka and the other Unas are yelling and object, and Burak is real mad and wants them to shut the hell up, and they won't. So he just murders one of the Unas with Jack's gun. I hated this scene, too, because it was definitely too much sensory overload for me with all of the yelling and screaming and guns shooting and just... Ugh, I hated it. Fair. Stressed me out. Yeah. He goes to kill more of them, but he's run out of ammo. Uh. And he wants Jack to show him how to reload. Jack's like, how about you give it to me and I'll show you. But Burak's like, no, I'm going to figure out myself. Maybe tomorrow after you've been starved a little and dehydrated, you'll tell me what I want to know. He also then says, I don't know why, but you care for these beasts more than your own well-being. So be it, and every time he comes back to demand information about going through the Stargate, and they don't give it, he's going to murder another Unas. And he thinks it's going to be worth it for him. Because he's trash. And then he leaves. It's terrible. Sure is. Sam and Tilk are back at the village now, scoping out the scene. They think that they can take out the guys that are currently guarding the barn, but there's a whole bunch more that would then come in on them at any second, so that might not be the best plan of action. Tilk suggests a diversion. They call in to Jack and tell him that they are outside trying to figure out a plan. Sam asks how they're all doing, and Jack says they're fine, but one of the Unas took a hit. I would say that's more than a hit. Yeah. He was shot like 10 times. Sam asks if it was Shaka. No, it was not Shaka, thankfully. Jack is a little miffed that they are not holding their position at the gate like he told them to. But Sam's like, well, it's Teal's fault. (laughs) (laughs) She throws him under the bus (laughs) and says that Teal thinks they can create a distraction out there and then hopefully get them freed. Can't guarantee zero casualties if that's still their concern. And Jack is like, well, at this point, it's kind of too late for that. We don't have a choice. They're going to let Sam and Teal do their distraction thing while they try to get out i don't know what they thought they were going to do to get them out though if they were just creating a distraction outside how does that really help jack and daniel who are locked up but whatever it works out (laughs) it does work out they blow up a cart full of hay and then when people go running to the water to stop the fire from spreading they blow up the water too yep it's not good for the villagers they're scrambling around now trying to figure out what to do in the meantime 
Teal'c starts shooting at some of them. By doing that, he basically gets their attention and they run off after him. Some people are yep. chasing Teal'c. Others are probably trying to find water still so their whole village doesn't burn down. That was the one part of the episode that I liked, though, there when were... there were explosions. <laughs> of course. Two explosions, no less. Yeah. 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 Sam heads on into the barn. She blows up their locks, the locks on the doors. Yeah, and they seem to use a little bit of C4 or something on the shackles, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. They free all of the Unas that are left. I think it's Shaka and two other Unas, and then so. Daniel and Jack, and they're like, we gotta get out of here. Out in the village, people are running around trying to put the fire out. It's pretty chaotic. Yeah, good, good diversion, guys. Yeah. They find Tilk. Shaka is scared of Tilk. I thought that he met Tilk before, though, but Daniel has to introduce him and say he's a friend. I could have sworn that Shaka met all of SG-1 in the episode that he, we first saw him. He might have, but maybe not. it might have just been that they were in the woods and Shaka was like, what the hell is that? And it's Teal'c and it startles him. But he gets a good look at the tattoo, which is what seems to be upsetting oh. to him. I remember Teal'c was there because he was gloating to Jack about how good his skills were at telling which way Daniel went after <laughs> Daniel had drawn an arrow on the wall. Or... Maybe they just didn't have a lot of personal interaction after <laughs> maybe. that. Maybe. Yeah, I guess so. They make their way back to the gate. It seems suspiciously quiet. And Jack's like, maybe there's an ambush. And then it turns out there's an ambush. (laughs) Bunch of people jump out and start firing on them. There's a big firefight back and forth. Shaka manages to get a weapon and joins in the shooting. So he's no longer just attacking people with his hands as he had started, but now he's shooting people as well. He shoots Burak, who totally had it coming. Yeah. And then they take Burak's staff weapon and he gives it to another Unas. So now the Unas are armed. Eventually, they get all the rest of the guys. They clear everybody out. Tilk starts dialing the gate. And Shaka isn't going to go with them. Daniel is pissed because he says that the entire reason that they came here was to rescue Shaka. But it turns out that Shaka this entire time thought that he was helping to free them. He is going to stay here and help to free all the rest of the Unas that are currently being held as slaves. Which is not unreasonable. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It sure is. I guess technically the last thing that happens is Jack's like, well, we didn't come here to arm them. And Daniel's like, they armed themselves. And then he hands over his Zat gun to make it that much worse. (laughs) Well, at least with the Zat, he's not just going to, they don't have to kill everyone. Right away. I know, but I just thought that it was weird that Daniel's like, well, they armed themselves, but then he gives them a gun and is actively arming <laughs> after he just said that the Unas armed themselves. Yeah. Well, they did at yeah. first. They got those yeah. guns. Yeah. Kathy. Yes. Did you like the episode? I actually did. There was a lot of unpleasantness in the episode, so I wasn't like, yeah, this is so fun. It's like yeah. watching Window of Opportunity or something. It's just so fun. I liked... That we are still following up with things that have happened. So I liked that, that nice. we got to see Shaka again. I like Shaka a lot, actually. And yeah. I admire Shaka's bravery. So I really think a lot of it is that how much I like Shaka and that he's decided that he has a bigger mission in life than to go, I don't know, paint art on the walls or whatever <laughs> Daniel says they do on their home world. They love and have children and do art. Which he should do those things too. But first he's got a mission. It was interesting to me 
the way that Jack and Daniel flip around their priorities and perspectives yeah. based on whatever their feelings or whims are in the moment. And I always like a good Daniel and Jack butting heads kind of episode, I think. I think I do. I hope I do. I remember in the <laughs> I remember in the past enjoying their interactions, both as friends and as like, you know, people with fundamentally different sort of worldviews in some ways. Yeah. So I just thought it was an interesting episode. I know you didn't, so <laughs> No, I thought that it was very boring because as I said, the only thing worse than a very talky episode is a very talky episode where they are just speaking a fake language <laughs> that consists of apparently all of about like five words. And then it's just Daniel struggling to figure out what they're talking about. And then that interspersed with horrible slavery scenes. So I hated everything about it. Yep. This is now three episodes in a row that I have hated. <laughs> this one, though, was different in that I didn't hate it for bad science reasons. The other ones I, were, I hated for bad science reasons and because they were boring. This one I hated because it was boring and disturbing. So yay, at least there's some variety to why I'm <laughs> hating these episodes that I'm hating. <laughs> it was disturbing. So like yeah. when I say I like it, I didn't like it. It was just, yeah. you know, I thought it was pretty good. I Fair. guess is what I'm saying. But yeah. yeah. What's next? Please tell me that we're going to break my streak of hating all the episodes. I'm not sure. Let's find oh, out. No. <laughs> well, okay. So I've only read the Netflix description oh, so okay. far. So let me start with that one. The next episode we're going to watch is Stargate SG-1 Season 5 Episode 8, The Tomb, which I think sounds promising, maybe. Hmm. Netflix, though, says... When SG-1 explores the entrance of an ancient steppe pyramid on a remote world, they're surprised to discover a package of Russian cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> Which I would also be surprised about that. So, yes, that yeah. is a very thrilling description. Yes. Tells us a lot about what's going to happen. Indeed. Much like the description of Netflix for this episode, which was wildly different from the booklet. Yes. That is often the case. Yeah. So let's see what the booklet says. On a rescue mission to recover Russian soldiers believed missing in action on a previously undisclosed trip, SG-1 gets trapped in a gold tomb with a number of decomposed bones and a deadly alien monster with an appetite for human flesh. I mean, that sounds more exciting than the discovery. It does sound much more interesting. And I actually think I vaguely remember it. And that description, wow, tells us way more than the Netflix one did. Yes. It's so weird. Seriously, that's just such a bizarre description. All right. It does sound promising. I don't remember it well enough to remember if I liked it or not. But I do have vague recollection of the general plot. Anything else? I will, I guess, just say I think that the next several episodes after this have a lot of promise. Oh, yay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That is fantastic. As always, thanks for listening. If you haven't already done so, make sure that you subscribe so that you can get our episodes as soon as they come out every Wednesday. Likes and reviews are very much appreciated to help other people find the show so that we can keep the show growing. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us at stargatesing at gmail.com or you can send us messages through our website, which is stargatesing.space. And if you're feeling generous, you can head on over to patreon.com slash stargatesing to help contribute to the show financially. I'm Mary. I'm Kathy. And you've been listening to Stargatesing. The end. The end.
Yeah. That was one of the ones that wasn't even fun to recap. 